a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Absolute treat for everyone listening right now. It is a pleasure to have Eliana Gray in the studio. Eliana is a wonderfully multifaceted human. If being one half of Dunedin's number one trip-pop duo, Jaggers and Lines, isn't enough, then being an award-winning writer and poet should top it off. They've also just released a book of poetry to great response. Eager to Break is available to purchase now from Girls on Key, and I believe if you go to the release tomorrow it's tomorrow the 22nd of august you can buy a copy of eager to break which is wonderful and exciting and it's a one night only event poetry extravaganza that you should go to at olga gallery 6 to 9 p.m free entry you're damn right raf heck yes also kia everyone hello i'm ellie (laughs) (laughs) it's very cool to have you back it's been a while I, I missed you. No, I, I remember, like, cutting shapes at the Otago 150th. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about that today. <laughs> Raph is um, one of our groupies? I mean, I would say... Slash manager, maybe? I'll go with groupie for now. For, like, manager is like, I don't... I, I don't... I don't have, you know, Just I number do one badass yes. of the Jaggers and Lions crew. Generally around. Yeah, just generally around the band. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was pretty sick. Me and, <laughs> me and my old co-host Wave used to hit up all the gigs, because... That was sick, I have to admit. That was sick. More trip pop, please, if yeah. ever you can. I will try. I'm really busy with poetry right now. I was going to say, <laughs> you've had a bloody... I'm quite busy. You've had a heckin' chonker of a year. You've, yeah. You've been aggressively productive. Um, congratulations, I think, first and foremost. Thanks. Aggressively productive should probably go on my headstone. Sure. <laughs> I like that. Final resting word. Yeah, I know. That's new Twitter bio. Aggressively productive. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> Less people know what they're getting into as soon as they open up the page. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, no, but it's been really good so yeah and yeah because last year was a really aggressively productive year as well but like on the music side of things and then I got the publishing contract in December last year and then the book actually came out in April so the book okay let's do a little bit of backstory um I'm a poet heck yeah what's up poetry's so dope if you've never heard of it it's really amazing people like put their feelings down on the pages in confusing words and then you have to figure out what it means nice. so it's kind of like a mystery novel but shorter um and usually sadder and maybe funnier sure. um and yeah so then at the end of last year i got this publishing contract with this really cool publishing house called girls on key they're from australia and they only publish work by gender diverse and women poets which is like awesome for me because that's what I'm about. Heck yeah. And then we launched the book. So I got flown over to the Newcastle Writers Festival in April to launch the book wow. in Australia, um, which was really, really fun. And that was huge. It was like it went to my first like really big writers festival. I did like a book signing. Like people lined up to get me to sign the book. Hell it was yeah. really fancy. There was like a panel discussion. It was basically the fanciest I've ever felt in my life. Uh, but so now, like, what's really important for me, because I'm actually the only Aotearoa, or the only writer from Aotearoa who's, like, on their roster of authors. Everybody oh. else is from Australia. So for me, it was really, really important, obviously, to, like, have an Aotearoa book release. Hmm. And I guess because, I mean, Otipuri, like, is obviously my home. But I just was kind of thinking, I, I think the reason why this, okay, so first of all, Oh, man, can you tell how eloquent I am for a poet? This is awesome. You're all good. This is what poetry is like. It just jumps all over the page. So much tangents. Okay, so it's not only am I having a launch tomorrow night. I'm actually doing like a book tour all around New Zealand. And I think the reason that I did that is because I just did so much music last year that in my head I was like, yeah, you release a thing and then you tour it. You know, like, of course, that's what you do. Except that's totally not standard procedure (laughs) for poetry (laughs) at all. Like, no one does that. Um... But I'm doing it, and it's going to be really fun. And so the first celebration, and I'm kind of like, 
I'm calling them launch parties because there's sort of music happening at everyone as well. And mm. the whole point of it for me is like, I really love poetry. It's something that has really helped with my life. I think it's amazing. I think it's a great art form. But so I've really noticed that like, there's a lot of people in my life and a lot of people that I've come across uh, that feel like poetry is quite exclusive and really difficult to access. Mm. And that's something that I personally find kind of sad because I think that it is... I mean, there obviously is some poetry that is really inaccessible, but like, I think there's a lot of really amazing contemporary poetry being made in Aotearoa at the moment and all around the world, but particularly in Aotearoa is kind of like where I'm focusing. Um, And I know so many people who just would love it and be so primed to engage with it, but I just think that so often poetry really isn't presented in places that kind of make us feel comfortable to go and enjoy it and have a fun time. It's sort of like put on and... People think it's like sort of they're not serious enough to go or not literary enough to go or they won't get it or whatever. Like people seem kind of scared of poetry. And I guess what I'm trying to say with these ones is like poetry is really funny. It's really gross. Like it's similar kind of vibes to a gig. You can just like go have a good time. So the whole idea of this is that I've gotten my favorite poets in every city or well, some of my favorite poets in every city because there's a lot of poets around the country that I love. Um, And one of my favorite musicians in every city just come together. All the parties are free. Uh, Dunedin tomorrow night at Olga Gallery starts at 6 gonna go to like 9 I also got us some free booze sent up Heck down it. from Taka so we're gonna have like this chilled Manuka honey wine wow and also like some kombucha for non-alcoholic people yeah, like pairing with Bathysphere as well I like that's a good pairing yeah well we were I mean you could mix them together I have personally mixed kombucha and vodka before to great effect nice uh, yeah and there's gonna be who's reading I'm reading me, Eliana Gray. It's my book. It's going to be cool. I'll be reading things from my book. Emma Neal, who is awesome. I don't know if our listeners our listeners should know about her. She's like Deneen's greatest treasure. She's also the person who taught me to be a better writer because I did her creative writing course here at Otago Uni oh, wow. in like 2013. And she's just a national treasure. She's published like so many books. She does, She writes like fiction. She writes poetry. She's just one of the most amazing people ever and she writes so sharply and so humorously and gently about like deep psychological spaces motherhood interpersonal relationships it's honestly awesome and then carrie lane is also going to read who's another amazing local poet and also playwright and jordana bragg is gonna read all the way in from melbourne actually we're gonna do a remote reading they're gonna skype in and jordana is one of my favorite just artists in general they make a lot of really different kinds of amazing art they're very multidisciplinary uh but their poetry in particular is awesome if if anyone wants to check it out two of my favorite poems of theirs are up on the toy mari art blog they're called anti-gravity lethal and team jennifer um (laughs) or you could just come tomorrow and hear them read as a thing over skype or whatever and then julie dunn who is a local legend obviously if you don't know who they are you should know well, one part of the band Repulsive Woman. Also, their solo project Bathysphere. Anybody who's already been lucky enough to see it knows how sick it is. Anyone who hasn't should definitely come tomorrow night so that you can see Bathysphere because literally it's like some of the coolest music being made in the country right now. Heck yeah. And that makes me so happy. Yeah. And then Wellington on the 25th, where probably none of you who are listening live there, but if you do... <laughs> You they can come. Mid-Sem's coming up. They could be going home. Yeah, if you I live in Puniki, come on the 25th to Meanwhile Gallery. And you, if you live in Tamaki, come to Strange Haven on K Road on the 31st. Beautiful. Yeah. This is so cool. So you've done, like you said, it's not completely ordinary to do a tour, like a poetry tour as well. And the book itself, um, Eager to Break, 
is a fascinating concept. I was doing some reading. Uh, I haven't seen the book, unfortunately, but I was looking at some interpretations of it, and there's lots of different themes mentioned. Is there a poem in there that is particularly resonant with you that you wrote that you find yourself going back to at times? Ah, oh, I mean, different poems for different things, hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think probably the poem that I keep coming back to the most out of the whole book is maybe my favorite poem from the book. And it's called Dirt. And mm. it's... I wonder if I remember it. It's like about... So basically the book, if for anybody who doesn't know, who's probably all of you, <laughs> other than me and Raph, in the studio right now, uh, the book is about a bunch of stuff, but really, like, explicitly to me, probably not explicitly to a lot of people reading it, uh, mm. it's about my experiences as a survivor of sexual violence and living with complex PTSD and just, like being generally mentally unwell. Um, so, like, trigger warning for, like, sexual <laughs> assault and suicide and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all written about with, like, humor and a, a muted joy, it, mm. it said in one of the reviews. Um, so it's not as dark, maybe, as I think it is. Potentially. But, I mean, it, it, all, it all depends on what you're going for from the reaction of people who are reading it. If you want to send a particular message, use particular language, and you can still communicate exactly what you're feeling, but it might just not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kind of, to me, what really the whole book is, is I think the whole book is a pretty good picture of, I mean, just what my life, kind of like what the psychological headspace was from kind of realizing that I had experienced sexual assault or, you know, abuse, violence, whatever word you want to use, um, and then kind of like through the healing process. And so the book is actually a really good capsule kind of like of the journey of healing from trauma. Mm. And what I'm finding now is that a lot of, it's almost like, because sort of through the process, all the, all the poems in the book were sort of written mainly over a two year period, but broadly for the whole book over about a three to five year period. And that was coincided exactly very unsurprisingly, with um, a lot of therapy that I was doing. <laughs> and so I kind of feel like through the process of doing all that therapy and then writing the book, now having the book published, which was never my intention. I think this is something that's important to note about it. I didn't write the book. Like, I never wrote the book, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just wrote a whole bunch of poems. You're writing for yourself, would you say? Yeah, 100%. Like, I definitely wasn't writing with an outward view. I wasn't thinking I was ever really going to get them published or, you know, even send them into journals and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and then it did end up being a book, and it did end up getting published. And having the work formalized like that and having the experience formalized like that has actually kind of almost excised it from my experience. And mm. so, like, now, for example, I'm sort of you know, deep into my second collection. And there's like, I'm not really writing that much about trauma and the stuff that I do write about trauma, I'm writing about it in a very different way, which makes a lot of sense because I'm, you know, in a way different mental space than I was no, when I started writing these poems. Um, but I think that makes the book really cool because it is this kind of good snapshot of sort of like how nonlinear the healing process is, how it contains so many multitudes. You know, like I really don't want people to go into this book thinking that it's just this like really heavy tome about like rape or whatever because oh, it's no. not yeah. and I think that's something that's so important to communicate about the experience of like having experienced sexual assault and like being a survivor because so often we're defined by those experiences hmm. but those experiences are like very, mo very much not what define us 
And that's difficult to talk about because, you know, being a survivor ha has and does affect my life in so many different ways. <laughs> and yet still to be defined by it is obviously, like, really messed up. <laughs> if anything, then, like, to write something, a collection of a pure expression of emotion, to have that exercise, to have it be out there for the world to experience in a way, um, and now you're working on new work, it must be a very unique feeling, pretty hard to sort of, you know... Yeah, it feels good. I mean, now, now to be honest, I'm like right now. I'm just nervous about um, tomorrow. <laughs> Please, I'll come to my birthday party. <laughs> I'm so I'm so anxious. Um, but I remember, like, it felt so good when I got sent my like first copy of the book, and I didn't really realize how. Like, one of my kind of dreams had always been to sort of, like, you know, see my name on the spine of a book. And mm. I didn't really realize how specific that dream was until, like, the book came and then I saw it and then I just started crying. Like, just oh. burst into tears. And, like, my partner came and was like, are you okay? Because I'm, like, hyperventilating and I sweat a lot <laughs> when I cry. So it's, like, a very visual. It, it's a lot of stuff going on in my face. Um, and I was, like, you know, couldn't even talk. And I was like, I just am not. It's so nice. And I wanted it. And then it happened. You know, like. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm so used to having emotional reactions to bad things that happen in my life. It's mm -hmm. almost like when something really good that I really wanted happened, it's like the reaction's almost the same because it's so intense. Like from you to joy to joy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like they definitely were happy tears. But um, it was really, it's been a journey. It's been, a, and especially because it's made me take myself more seriously as a writer. Like it's shown me that yeah, as you should. You, this is something that I can like pursue, which is pretty cool. You know. Oh dear. Um, I was I was going to ask as well. Um, all the line of poetry you've got, apart from that one from Melbourne, of course, the Dunedin Nights, uh, and you yourself from Dunedin, and you've created some pretty awesome stuff. Would you say then that there is something about Dunedin and poetry and the link with literature and Dunedin? Is there a type of poet or a certain distinction of poet that you? get from this area do you hold Dunedin in any way as something that's put you or at least um, oriented you towards the kind of poetry that you talk about or the art that you create because mm. locale and temporality are like can mean nothing <laughs> in art but it can also mean a lot so definitely oh and I think there's a couple different answers to that I mean I do think that there is a very specific kind of poetry and art in general that does come out of this region. Mm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I would say that that's kind of like just a broader trend that you can see in sort of all art that comes out of here, which, mm. you know, I think is a very natural response to geography influencing headspace and, you know, the kind of people that flock to a certain place and isolation and the cold and seasonal affective disorder and depression and a broken mental health system and like cheap housing and cold flats and all of that. But I think in terms of, like, a Dunedin poetic, that's something that I would actually really like to see form. Like, something that I feel about the poetry community down here is that it's really cranking. I know so many amazing writers down here, but uh, I think there needs to be a lot more chances for us to all kind of, like, coalesce and crystallize together and, like, start doing things together. And that's not to... Like, there's already some amazing poetry things. Like, mm. anybody who wants to get involved in the poetry scene down here, I highly recommend the Octagon Collective Poetry Readings. They happen at Dog With Two Tails every month. Uh, I think it's, like, the third Wednesday in the month. But check out their Facebook page, Octagon Collective. So that's really cool. Uh, you know, for a while there was a really popping you slam scene, which was awesome. But I think one of the things with Deneen as well is that it has such a transient population, and especially mm. the young population is so transient that it can be kind of difficult to sometimes get a really consistent vibe going for a long time. Oh, definitely. Also, 
you may find this surprising, but so many poets are heavily introverted and like don't leave their houses. Incredible. I know, weird, right? It's I like that though. super mysterious. I can just, I can see <laughs> Caroline Duffy with the door lock just scribbling madly, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's definitely some truth to that. I like that. Yeah, I mean this is the first time I've left my house in like days. So. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> Well, it's lovely to see you. It's really lovely is. to see you God, too. Yeah. And I mean, you talked about places where people can and poets can come together. Well, I think that's tomorrow. I think Olga it Gallery, is. six to nine p.m. Free entry. Oh my Give god! Some amazing poetry. Free entry. There's gonna be so many cool poets. Also, like just super. I'm very excited for. It's just gonna be really cool. It is. Like it's my first book, man. You don't. That doesn't happen very much. It and doesn't. like. It's not going to happen again. If things go really well, it's first edition. Ooh, no, Ooh. it's already, we're already on the second edition. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I already mm. like ordered, when the book came out in April, I the first printing is like long gone. Mm. So if you want to get in on a special second edition signed copy. Surely. Oh, that's huge. Oh and yeah, a, dude, I personally sign every copy. Don't give God, me that. Yeah. No, I, I like am that. so good at earnest sappy messages. Oh, I will yeah. fucking personalize <laughs> your poem and the cover of your book and then like, I don't know, kiss it or something surely I'll lick wonderful. it I'll lick it that's huge piece <laughs> of you with every book I really like that that's yeah. amazing many pieces of me actually many pieces, you exactly. all the pieces of my brain and then I'll actually give you like a pound of my flesh if that you buy the book insane yeah yeah, yeah. We'd, we run out I mean I don't know how we run out pretty quick you're not <laughs> you're quite small we'll see how we go um, there's only 10 copies of the book it's fun <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's how we'll happen tomorrow at Olga Gallery, which is... Um, 32 Moray Place. 32 Moray Place. So it's next to, in terms of, it's like literally across from Dog with Two Tails Beautiful. and next to Mazagran. So if you just walk up Moray Place, kind of on the Rialto side, it's called Olga Gallery. Starts at 6 p.m. Absolutely free. Absolutely free booze. Absolutely free art. It's like, what have you got to lose? Exactly. There's it's the best and brightest of Otipuri's wordsmiths. And then, like, literally, Bathysphere is so good. Can everyone just come to see <laughs> Bathysphere? Because I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed with Julie. Surely. I was going to say, I've, I'll see if we have a Bathysphere song on the system so I can play after with I don't think she's released anything yet. But oh, you really? should check. But it's so good. I mean, it's a sick name, first and foremost. But, I mean, you know, you know also sick, what a sick name is? Eager to break have to admit and I oh, actually tell you what, I have one last question actually the art style is very distinctive on the front of the book for anyone who hasn't seen it it's I like a beautiful it. I was going to say it must have been you it was me it's very it's really cool and then also the trailer you can actually check out a trailer for the book on um, Girls on Key on their website the trailer itself is again like a beautiful <gasps> reliving effect and the trailer okay actually everyone should watch the trailer and also special shout out to my friend Max because he animated that whole thing from these like crappy drawings that I sent him on my phone wow. and he's like so awesome um he's just amazing he makes comics he's currently developing a computer game he's multi-talented and my friend Morgan who some of you may know as the other half of Jaggers and Lens the tall half he <laughs> did the backing soundtrack for the book trailer oh, wow. so yeah the book trailer is actually something I'm really proud of especially like book trailers aren't like really a thing no and it's it's genuinely really distinctive like like with it like with nearly everything that you created out there, it's distinctive Aww, in a nice way Rafe. um yeah so everyone go to more place tomorrow to Olga gallery if you are in the mood for some poetry and if you're not go anyway because it'll be a laugh yeah um, go you can no don't heckle me i might cry okay. um <laughs> <laughs> we'll have an, an anti-heckle going and then some spirit fingers and then it'll be sorted actually i feel like maybe if someone heckled me 
Oh, I don't know what I would do. I either maybe come and heckle me because I'll either start crying or just like say some really cutting joke. So I think either way it'll be pretty funny and surprising. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm just really funny. You should That's come true. to like hear how funny I am because Agreed. my jokes are great and they're all at the expense of myself. Surely, which yeah. is huge. <laughs> it's um, huge. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in, though. Anna. Thank it's you so much for having chat. me. Um, so 6 p.m. 6 free p.m. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Olga Gallery. Huge. Massive. Just you get a break. Also, there's posters on the street if you forget, and there if you are. doubly forget, it's on Facebook. And it's on the Rad Times Good Guide, so hit that up as well in case. Yeah, it's everywhere. Sure. What's up? Yeah. Um, up? That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found. Now that we have Reservoir Park by the Duchess and the Duke, you're listening to Radio 191 FM.